are listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. A level-headed movie critic meets a loudmouth movie cynic. And action! All right, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today, James, what are we doing? Dirty dancing. Dancing. <laughs> was that a sigh at the I end of I don't know what that, that was. We'll, we'll figure out what that meant later. I don't know. Okay. Dirty dancing Dirty is dancing. happening. A retro review, Kyle. A classic. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. You guess? Well, what it's do, a classic. What do our guests think? <gasps> we have guests today. <laughs> Yay. Joining us again, Andrea. Hello, Thank you everyone. for being here. And a newcomer. To the show, Catherine is joining us. Catherine, hello. Hello. How are you? Doing well. Excellent. Excited. Pumped to be here. Good. Excellent. Well, Catherine, we have a segment on the show that we call "Why the Hell Should We Listen to You?" Catherine, tell us who is Catherine, when is Catherine, why is Catherine? Anything wow. you want. <laughs> That's deep. Well, I do have some expertise uh, about this movie to contribute, and that, uh, like everyone, the story begins with where you came from. Uh, so I grew up in a town in the Midwest, oh, and yeah. in my college town, um, I was in a sorority. And from the time of school beginning, probably my sophomore year, September, until probably the end of my sophomore year, um, in the room that I shared with two other girls in our um, sorority house, the movie Dirty Dancing was playing on a loop <laughs> for that entire period of time. There were moments where either the musical Hairspray or Dreamgirls made an appearance. They snuck in. But the stronghold was with Dirty Dancing. So if at any point uh, coming back from class, taking a nap, like recovering from a hangover, (laughs) someone was in charge of making sure that when the disc ended, they said resume play that was gonna, that was gonna be my question actually Catherine was if if your experience was that anything like mine or the, the the ladies I knew in college was it a VHS you said disc no this was Dang. definitely a DVD I know because Mold. we had multiple copies so I have a copy Did you wear them out well I don't know I think for some reason we just had multiple copies and wow. so I have one my friend Mal has one um, and then I think Eva was the one that received Dream Girls for Christmas and so that's where mm. that came into the rotation the, the other movie that my lady friends in college loved to play on a loop was Top Gun was that mm. big with you as well? Um, Top Gun Dirty Dancing was like a yeah. one-two you know, punch. That I think it was a different, different generation. Right. I disagree. <laughs> I fully disagree. Yes, thank no, you. No, I think it's um, <laughs> like very romanticized uh, genres of, I don't know, ways of being. Top Gun? Ways yeah. of being. Ways yeah. of being. <laughs> All right, that's Catherine. Excellent. Well, Catherine. Another Midwesterner, Kyle. The, I know. Surprise, surprise. Look at that. We're in the Midwest. Illinois. Illinois? Yeah. Nice. I was in Ohio. Okay. Well, I feel like it's so obvious Midwesterners here. I don't know. We are. We do stand out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Quite a bit. (laughs) Well, Andrea, this is a uh, a favorite movie of yours. Would that be accurate? It is a favorite movie of mine. You know, I grew up watching this movie. My parents love this movie. My parents are, they love to dance and they're huge saps. (laughs) And I am a product of that. (laughs) And so I just grew up watching this. We 
didn't have we did have the VHS of it, mm-hmm. but we didn't have. I don't think we had an actual copy. I think it was a taped copy that they had gotten off the television. Excellent. Nice. I'm pretty sure that's what I grew up with. With the commercials still in it? <laughs> no, no commercials. Like d- spliced the out edit. the way my dad would do I it. Like stop it and then start it when the commercials stop. I honestly feel like they probably taped it one of those weekends when you get free HBO. And Not in Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a California girl born in yeah. so you know. Antenna well, television. Dreams, milk and honey out here. <laughs> I never had cable. Am I the only one then that? I didn't see this in the theater, but my family did. I sort of resisted it. I was like, I'm not going to fucking see Dirty Dance. Are you kidding me? I, I'm old enough where this was, I remember this being in the theater. I wasn't alive when this came out in the yeah. theater. <laughs> I was oh, alive. that's great. I think it came out in what, 87? 1987. Yeah, I was alive. Just born. Wow. Yeah. Planet Earth. All right, all right. Look at this. I James just, scratches I, out 1987. I, oh, God. I'm the only one in the room who has the memory of, like, resisting seeing. Because I was a little kid. You know, I'm like, you so know, James, I'm, you know. Well, sure. I'm yeah. playing ball. I'm playing we know ball. you. I don't want to go to the fucking theater and watch Dirty Dancing. 89 episodes later, we know who James is. Yeah, and then you. But that's I what know. I was going to say. All right, well, we'll get into it. We'll get yeah, into but it. not a cool thing for a stickball no. playing kid. From the East Coast? No, not at all. Also, go pay five cents to see. I don't right, know. Five, five cents. cents. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. There was. <laughs> all right. Burn notice. <laughs> all right. Who are, who's our resident? Who are resident experts on Dirty Dancing? It's Andrea and Catherine, right? Yes. Okay. What, sure. Go for it. What, 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 what's this movie about? Oh God. I'm putting you on the spot. Kyle usually does. Plot synopsis. Very basic. Because I think for most people that haven't seen this, when you would recount the plot to them they would be like what because it's much deeper and kind of uh i don't know it it, it's layers. easy to be mm-hmm. stereotyped over time by looking at some of the more iconic parts of it mm-hmm. but yeah very different from what you might expect all right it the year is 1963 <laughs> yes <laughs> and uh baby the main character It's probably like, I think she's 18. She's about to embark on her first tour of the Peace Corps. But before she goes, her liberal Jewish family is going on a weekend to, it's not Catskills. Yeah, the Catskills. The Catskills. Mm -hmm. I don't really know what that means. So you Midwestern people. Mountain range in in New York. Definitely a geographic feature. I didn't know what it meant either. Mm -hmm. I'm from the West Coast. I know lakes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're great. They're up there. (laughs) We got them. You got them, we got them. It's the Midwest. Uh, Okay, so she's going with her family to this resort for a week or a weekend or something like that. Um, And she doesn't think that she'd ever meet a man greater than her dad. And, uh, Daddy issues. Yeah, <laughs> really. She has a sister and a mom. The sister is very insecure. I feel obnoxious. really and obnoxious. She's a comic relief. Entitled. She is entitled. Yes. Okay, so they get to the place, and right away, baby's kind of bored, right? And she wanders down to the mess hall, and the owner of the resort is having this discussion because. As the many layers of this movie, there's uh-huh. also class, ten, oh, yeah. class tensions oh, that are sure portrayed. Is. 
So the servers are all the boys from Harvard that he hired, but the entertainers, oh God, this is such a great introduction of Patrick Swayze. Um, they come in and they're immediately the owner's like, rah, 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 what are you guys doing here? None of that fan, none of this fancy hanky panky, I don't know, whatever, right? Something, something like that, right? And, um, oh, Patrick Swayze, so great. And you're immediately introduced to this awful, awful human being called Robbie, one of the waiters. Robbie. And he's given some lip to Patrick Swayze, and Patrick Swayze says the best line. He says, you keep putting your pickle on different plates, and I'll leave it to me to do the hard stuff. I just killed, I ruined that line. But anyway, <laughs> it's a great line, and then he knocks the napkin over and walks off, and you're like, oh my god. Patrick All right, Swayze. let's focus up. Okay, Patrick sorry. Swayze. <laughs> sorry, sorry, okay. Let me move forward, let me move forward. Okay, um... Baby's bored. She goes and carries a watermelon. She goes into uh, the dancers, the workers, like fun space. Huh. She sees them dirty dancing, Ooh. and mind blown. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that dance scene. I could talk about that for an hour. Um, anyway. We got time. <laughs> well, I think the important, if I can just interject here, I yes, think the please, important please. thing to notice here is that um, kind of like the core of this story is that it's baby's journey of self-discovery, and that's yes. why it's so compelling. Sexual awakening. Yeah. She's like, you can tell that she has an idea of who she should be, which is this sort of a little bit self-righteous, um, kind of know-it-all, going to save the world sort of, um, but privileged person with this perspective on how everything's broken and she can fix it but she doesn't actually know who she is and so this is how it unfolds at this family summer camp she sort of has this conflict of these expectations of kind of what she thinks she should be into which would be Robbie the obnoxious Harvard guy that mm -hmm. she actually kind of discovers is a, a turd and yeah. then F she glimpses this whole other kind of like subculture that's really intriguing and exciting and that's what happens when she opens the door into sort of the staff quarters and sees them dirty dancing <laughs> staff quarters there so that's sub layer no that's wow. great of the we should even also talk a about a whole year that I watched <laughs> 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 she's been waiting she's been waiting to say that forever ba baby's journey of self discovery it's <laughs> totally what it is yeah very good and uh gosh what happens She's okay, so she's actually pushed on not Robbie, but the owner of the resort's nephew, Neil. What a nerd. I don't even know. He's the worst. <laughs> he is nerd. so rapey. <laughs> yeah. He's, oh, he's, perfect word. Perfect he's word. He's so rapey when they're on the, the pier and he's like, oh, the wind blowing through your hair and he's like touching. And you can see her face. She's just like, God, get your hands off me. Stop touching me. Get it's away like from me. It's like he like read it like. Like, how to say things to women so they might sleep with you. Like, that's what he's, all right, page six, you're on a pier. Like, that's what's happening. Yeah. It's really gross. The lifeguard story that he tells her. Yeah, it's it's just so gross. Oh, God. Oh, I have a comment about Neil and Robbie. I want to interject here for a second. Go ahead, go ahead. Because this gives me insight into James and his life. When I finally got around to seeing this movie, because remember, I did not go to the theater, but it made its way into my house. We got via, it. Yeah. <laughs> I got exposed to Neil and Robbie. And it's funny because... I had never seen or even interacted with people like that before in my life. Like I, like growing up where I grew up, there were no khaki short wearing Sperry what what loafers, right? Definitely country club yeah. pricks. You know, like these Pop preppy centers. jerk offs. I had never seen one in my life, but I remember seeing the way that 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 nerd Neil interacted with Baby. I was like, this motherfucker has no shot. You know, like, <laughs> he has no shot. 
He's not even really confident. It's like a just false confidence brought on by Reading money. from the handbook. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I swore, like, I swore my whole life, Kyle. I was like, I will never be a Neil or a Robbie, no matter what. No matter what social layer I get to in my, in my fucking life or whatever, I'll never be that guy. And I remember, here's some, here's some, it's like, this is a spin-off to a tangent story. When I got to college, I finally started meeting people like this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. The Neils and the Robbies, like, guys my age, 18 years old, playing golf. What the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> like, the way you said golf really made my golf. skin feel off my body. <laughs> You know, and there's Four one. letter word. This, yeah, right. There's one dickhead in particular that that tried to start start beef with between me and my girlfriend at the time. I remember one time I, I go to my girlfriend's room and this guy's already there, and right away that's like that's that's not right. You know, like I'm already like yeah, you know, ready to ooga booga. And uh, this kid, this country club motherfucker from like somewhere in Connecticut, starts making fun of the fact that I was wearing jean shorts. <gasps> Remember jean this shorts? Guy. You know, like Do cop- I have two pair? Yes. All right. <laughs> so I'm, you know, I'm from. Lifestyle. I'm who I am. I'm from. I'm, I'm where I'm from. I'm wearing my baggy jean shorts and my my big t-shirt, my hat, and all that stuff. And this guy starts making fun of me. He's my age, but he looks like a damn game show host with his khaki shorts and his like no socks, slip-ons. And I'm like, who the fuck does this motherfucker think he is from Dirty Dancing? Yo, I'll kill you. You're know, like. So I hate the Neils and the Robbies of this world. That's it. I'm done. There's a long way of saying that, but yeah. I'm sorry, I love it. Oh my god. All right, there's there's my commentary. Okay, that was very good. So yeah. Would you say you're more of a Patrick Swayze? Fan? Yeah, but like it's weird because yeah. You know what? We'll you're probably it. his cousin in the film. I forget what his name is, but remember the cousin is the guy who holds the watermelons. Yeah. He's also cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, see, I, so I'm like Patrick Swayze got him the job there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I'm like Patrick Swayze in that I, I have like the blue collar upbringing, but I'm also like super. <laughs> like, at this point in my life, I'm not that anymore because I'm like super educated and look at what we do for a living and stuff. You like that, don't you know? know what happened to Johnny in the film. Because, oh, that's what I want to talk about much later. Also, not only is is Baby going through a transformation, but I fully believe that Johnny is as well because he's learning that there are people out there who give a damn about you Mm -hmm. who can fix the world or at least try to care about something more than themselves that's the exact line from the movie I just watched wow. it last night. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. also just like printed across my soul. I can't, you know. Mm-hmm. Where did we leave off in the synopsis? Though? Yeah, let's, so let's they're get back um, on track. seeing creepy dirty Neil, dancing. Creepy Neil. Yeah, they see door the door open, dancing. dirty dancing. Yeah, she, grinding uh-huh. and jiving. I can mash potatoes. Yeah. Oh my god, such a great song. <laughs> There's definitely like a like a red me? scarf over a lamp somewhere definitely. in the room too to like yeah. set the mood. Ooh. Oh, it's definitely so good. Love Man by Otis Redding. Oh my gosh, Patrick. I believe Andrea told me at one point, don't ever mention Otis Redding because apparently I'm not worthy enough. Right? <laughs> Jeez. I, I said some. I quote. What did wow. I, I was singing some song one day. And she, she also don't said you, you weren't Patrick Swayze, so <laughs> a lot of shade. Well, I remember what happened to Ghost. Right? <laughs> I don't know. I think you were trying to sing dock on, sitting on the dock of the sitting day. Sitting on the dock of the day. And I was like, you don't know us, Redding. Don't act like you do. <laughs> Damn. See if I got put up with... Check your hopes and dreams at the door. Check James, it. Because... Checked. <laughs> I left them outside the studio. All right. All right so yeah. gyrating, grinding, and Patrick Swayze. Yeah. We're only like a quarter yes. of yeah. Not even at the fun stuff yet. Okay. Long story short... She's in the kitchen with Neil of the resort, and off to the side she sees Penny, who is Patrick Swayze's dance partner at the resort, crying in a state. So she's like, oh, we should get out, uh, uh, I gotta go do something else over here. They get out of there. She runs to Johnny's cousin, tells Johnny, Penny's in trouble. 
She goes with them, not invited, but whatever. <laughs> I think the thing is, Johnny's cousin was actually really trying with Baby, and mm-hmm. she just like. You know, you can't with Patrick Swayze. No, there. because she's self-righteous. She's <laughs> she, like, well, she, I've got to get in there. I know. I have to have the baddest boy, not just yeah. the semi-bad boy. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. They go. Anyways, you find out Penny's knocked up. And she's knocked up by the worst. The worst. Robbie. The turd. The turd. turd. <laughs> Khaki shorts. <laughs> Top signer. What did you call him, dickhead? <laughs> I called him a lot of things. You did. <laughs> Scroll back the tape. <laughs> and uh, she decides that she's going to get a divorce. Uh, not a divorce. <laughs> an abortion. Uh-huh. And that's illegal in 1963 historians out there. What up, Roe v. Wade? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that's it. That's interesting. Yeah. So, um, there's a doctor that's going to be coming into town for one day. And Convenient. It he soup- lives on the circus train. <laughs> no, apparently. Town. Anyone that's in town for one day, be skeptical. <laughs> I know, right? And he'll do the abortion for her for $250. Mm. And I let you guys know, because I looked this up, Two hundred fifty dollars in nineteen sixty three is about two thousand dollars. <gasps> it's about it's like nineteen hundred and oh some gosh. like nineteen. Because I remember Johnny tried offers to pay for it with his salary, and and people like you can't afford that man. And then baby goes and gets the money from her father, who can get it that night, which is incredible. Like how much money do they have? He's a doctor, anyway. Wow. But he doesn't know what it's for. He doesn't know what it's for because Baby goes up to him and just says, I gotta, I'm doing something to help a person. I can't tell you why. And Mm -hmm. her dad just believes her because Baby never lies. And so he gives her the money and she just goes and pays for the abortion. And, but there's a, there's a catch because they're supposed to perform, Johnny and his partner Penny are supposed to perform at a different resort that night that she's supposed to have the abortion. The very night. The yep. very night. <laughs> so Baby offers to learn the moves to do the performance. And there. What could go wrong? Remember <laughs> Johnny Remember right? Johnny Castle's like, she can't do it. She cannot do it. Remember how adamant he was? And then in, her face. Her face like, it. oh, it's like, oh, the growth, the personal growth that's happening. So good. Okay. <laughs> Am I, I'm Wait, going too slow let me inter- Let me interject something here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please do. I remember when I saw this for the first time. Again, I'm very young. Do they ever say the word abortion in the movie? No. Right, because as a young kid, I didn't know what was wrong with this woman. She's yeah. crouched on the floor. She's crying. She's being consoled, right? I like, what the fuck is wrong with her? Robbie like, she, comes up. Yeah, and there's all this secrecy behind what's actually wrong with this woman and the money to buy it and the doctors, a special kind of doctor who's only here. So, And then later on, if you remember the cousin, Johnny's, Johnny's cousin is describing what went wrong, right? <laughs> And I have the quote. I think I'm going to mangle it, but it goes something like this. Catherine, help me out. You know, he's in a panic. What went wrong with Penny? Oh, he, he had a, a, a dirty kitchen knife and a folding table? Right? Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Whoa. I don't mean yeah. to laugh, but as a little kid, I was like, I have no <laughs> idea what the fuck they're talking about. Like, yeah. why would there be a knife? A fo- what? Help me out here, Catherine. I think it would, you know, you'd probably think, well, I've heard that sometimes people get kidnapped and then they wake up in a bath of water where their kidneys are <laughs> Oh, removed, my God. And Ugh. it's probably that. It's probably, you know, what happened. But what an, like, for me anyway, personally, what an awkward introduction to, like, abortion. Yeah. I had no idea what they were talking about. Like, mm-hmm. I knew oof. what they were talking about. You did? Mm-hmm. Kyle? Uh, I mean, I figured it out later on, but... 
I mean, I watched this late in my life too, so I had some, right, I right. had some context for it. But also, it is interesting that this was made in 1987, yeah. and there's still some some very, uh, I guess, I don't know if they were trying to be accurate or uh, sensitive to the time period and the language and everything, but was a little vague. All right, so I'm not a, a total moron over here. Just no, little. I think it was de- it was definitely <laughs> intended to be a little bit, um, yeah. Because that's, I mean, the big. There's, I mean, we're talking about ethical, you know, issues the whole film, and that was a, a huge central plot point and theme of the movie. So I think that the language they were using and the outrage and the confusion around it is definitely part of what they were trying to and You know, portray. it's a real thing. Because they never explicitly say what the procedure was, when the dad refuses to shake Johnny's hand, remember mm-hmm. that? The dad yeah. comes out, he's got his little doctor bag with him that they used to carry around, and everybody's so happy. Well, not happy, but they're like, they're so... Um, relieved. Relieved, and they they have gratitude that they want to express, and the, the baby's dad doesn't shake Johnny's hand. He just walked away from him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So disrespectful. Why would you be so angry about this? You just helped like a sick person. How old were you but when there you was saw stigma. it? Probably nine or ten. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, I was sixteen. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> I'm pretty sure I watched actually younger than ten. Wow. Yeah, and I also it's just always just... been in my life. I <laughs> just Can't remember a time it wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. I didn't understand why Penny was so like baby. We should have done clips, man. We should have gotten clips for this I one. Know. Shit. Anyway, baby, is, is that, that your real name? name? Well, let me tell you something, baby. You don't know something, 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 something. You See, don't, I don't know, know shit about my problems. Does, does she say that? <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. And I'm like, what is the problem? You, it, to me, it appears as a little kid, like it looks like you have a tummy ache. <laughs> Oh, you know, all you've been doing is holding it. I don't know. But honestly, that's what makes Robbie's comment worse when Baby tries to confront him about it. And he's like, some people matter and some people don't. And then he hands oh her the fountainhead. And I was like, oh my God. I should watch this now with my whole outlook on class. I should watch really it again, angry. too. It's all so right. well prepared podcast, Ooh, we as we always are. <laughs> uh, well prepared. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to wrap this up. <laughs> that would be really crazy. Because, uh, it's going. It's going. I feel like this is going way too long, longer than any. This is good though, because we're tangenting. We're talking yes, about the things as they come up. We're, Keep we're, us going. We're up to okay. the portion. <laughs> okay, so she. Uh, they do the dance. They're kind of falling in love. Oh my gosh, such good, all oh, the dance sequences are just, oh my gosh. Yeah, there's a lot in the moment. Yeah, can you describe a little bit more about um, the lead up to the actual performance? Because it's not, um, it's not trivial what they no, go through to actually get no. going. Are they enjoying it? Are they? Not, well, it's a little <laughs> bit of both. And what's really great if you read up on this film is that a lot of their scenes when they're practicing for the show are um, ad-libbed, not ad-libbed, but um, improvised. improvised. Or they thought the camera, they were just like warming up and they caught it on camera. So that's why a lot of the res- the reactions are candid. Like the very classic scene where they, you know, he's behind her and he drapes her arm up on him and then he like slowly uh, drapes his hand down her chest and she keeps giggling, right? She keeps laughing. That was completely candid. And that's why Patrick Swayze's face looks so annoyed <laughs> when she does it every time. Um, oh my gosh. I mean, what do you, I mean, she, what's, I love about the dancing sequence is that you see her becoming more and more in tune with her body, becoming more sexual. Even her outfits are more like scantily clad and like, I love like the shimmying and the like walking on her toes and then like, she even like putting on makeup and then like 
posing. I'm, do, I'm doing this in the studio, people. I'm yes, it's happening. As we, yeah. <laughs> as we go. <laughs> um, oh, it's so great. And then Johnny's kind of like, whatever. You're just kind of annoying. But you can tell he's softening a little bit he to her. Softening. He doesn't want to. He didn't expect it because for him, he's very motivated by... I just got to do this to get through the performance so that my partner, Penny, can have this done. That's what I'm looking out for because she's my type of people. Exactly. Baby is very much the outsider. And so he's like, oh, I got to, like, play along with this person literally named Baby. Who <laughs> doesn't, doesn't know anything about the world. But I got to get it done so I can help out my girl. Yeah. Wow. I like when she bailed out on the lift and did the thumbs. Oh, at the performance. Yes. <laughs> Well, yeah, let's just speed up to that. They get to the performance, <laughs> and she doesn't do the lift. She does thumbs. Hilarious scene. Uh, and they're driving back, and she's changed, and he's looking at her in the mirror. All of a sudden, he has respect for her a little bit or something. 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 They get back. They find out the abortion was awful. It's a dirty knife and a folding table. Awful. She goes and runs to her father who I guess has amazing antibiotics and like, I don't even know what he could have done with just his doctor bag to save from this like horrifying abortion that just happened. Uh, I think like, about that, like how much pain in the, oh, and it's her, like the beginning of the opiate crisis right there. Right? He's like, there's some new stuff that's really gonna help you feel well, better. Oh my God. The, even the cousin says that like, he didn't use any ether on her. He could hear her screaming from the room. Oh my god, it's just horrifying. It is horrifying. And uh, I remember that, that really fucking me up. Yeah. Because I, I mean, growing up was not something that I thought about every day, and was not something I was expecting when I saw the movie. I was not on a date, but I was with somebody that I liked, and we were in a group of friends, and everybody was kind of watching it, and it was the same kind of thing. People were like, oh, dirty dancing is fun, and then we're like, all right, so we're hanging out. Everybody said there's probably like 12 people there just chilling on the couch, having fun, and I was, of course, a cinephile from day one, so I'm watching this, and is nobody not understanding <laughs> the gravity of what's happening right now? Like, getting really upset by it, like, nobody else cared, so... Focus on the music. Right, exactly. So that whole scene happens. The dad walks out, thinks Johnny's the father, won't shake his hand. And, uh, yeah, it was just a very highly intense emotional night. And after it all goes down, Baby goes to Johnny's cabin. And he's all shirtless, I think. Listening to <laughs> You <record>. think? <laughs> Come on. We know. <laughs> Hella shirtless. <laughs> oh, gosh. Swayze. Those black pants. He has such a, oh, my gosh. Like, two scoops of butter. You just time. mimed grabbing his ass <laughs> while you were talking about it. I want everybody to know that, too. Anyway. <laughs> I'm blushing now. Okay, anyway. <laughs> okay, so she goes there. Patrick Swayze, her kryptonite. <laughs> Who know. knew? Who knew? Don't even mention <laughs> Kurt Russell. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyway, oh, anyways. Ooh, I have an idea for the next show. Yes. <laughs> okay, okay, we gotta get to this. We gotta get through this scene. <laughs> Let's get through this scene. Um, what happens? They start talking, and he's oh, because she goes to apologize to him about how her father treated him. And he's like, no, no, what he did was amazing. I'm nothing. I'm nobody. Mm. You know, of course he treated me like that. And she's like, no, you're everything. And uh, <laughs> and he, I don't even know what he says to her. And uh, it's kind of like a 
but how could this ever work moment where it's like, but you're from this side of the tracks and I'm from this side of the tracks. What are we going to do? And then she says, God, I love this line. I'll see if I don't screw it up. Because he's like, oh, aren't you afraid of anything or something like that? She's like, I'm afraid of everything. I'm afraid of who I am and what I did and what I saw. But I'm more afraid that I'm going to walk out of this room and never feel the same way about someone as I feel about you. Damn. All right. I remember that line because she gets a little like her voice chokes up a little Mm -hmm. bit and whatnot. She's like, my whole life. Like, I'm not fucking 18 years old. Yeah. So meanwhile, I should let you all know, while this whole scene was happening, These Arms of Mine by Otis Redding was playing. But as soon as she says that, the record changes and Solomon Burke's Cry to Me comes on. Oh my god, okay. If you guys, this has worked for me in my own romantic life. If you ever want to lay it down, you start out with the Otis Redding. And then, then, if it isn't sealed the deal with the Otis Redding, these arms of mine, then you lay on the Cry to Me by Solomon Burke. Wow. Everyone should just know that. This has worked. This has worked. Dirty Dancing taught me everything I knew. I know. Well, you're I'm looking doing at it wrong my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I just take my notes out here. Who, who, who here is on lockdown and who's not? <laughs> oh, no. Is, that, I, is I, that part of this? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, I guess, yeah. Well, what am I trying to say? I think I don't you know. should just zip it and let me finish my story. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. And then she asked, I don't even know what his response was. I don't think it was anything. And then she asks if he'll dance, if, she'll, if he will dance with her. And then they start the dance scene, and oh gosh, and then the love making happens. And then the Do you course, think it's baby's first time? Oh yeah. Hell yeah. All right, it was oh, rhetorical. Hell yeah. Come on. I just want to make sure we covered that face. It's huge. She looks like she's still wearing a training bra when he takes his shirt off. She might be. That was just the 60s. That's so Oh, all right. Just, I'm so out of touch. <laughs> all right. You then. weren't alive in the 60s, right? No. <laughs> But I did do the Peace Corps. Take that, baby. Whoa. There you go. Yeah, she probably ended up in a fucking trailer at the end of this movie. That is so upsetting that you I say hope that. I'm to joke. It's a comedy <laughs> podcast. I have a question I want to do Not at the funny. end, and that is, where are they now? Okay, we'll, we'll do that now. We're only right, halfway we're, through the plot. Right. The lovemaking. <laughs> the virginity lost. <laughs> right. Now we're talking. Followed by the awkwardness the next morning, right? Uh-huh. Ooh. And uh, <laughs> wait, were they awkward the next morning? They were because she goes to check on Penny, and Penny's like, "Oh, you just missed your father." And then Patrick Swayze, Johnny comes in, and they're all like, "Oh, hey, mm, that's ooh, right, ooh, I, ooh, yeah." yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah mm. And mm-hmm. she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go." <laughs> anyway, awkward. And I don't know what happens after that. They like fall in love or something. Oh. <laughs> what? That's the that's the movie. Like, well, her and her father's relationship is now at a silent treatment stage, which is really ups- which is really sad given like how tight they were. And um, I think what's even more funny is I don't know if it's the next scene where she's doing a jigsaw puzzle and it's raining outside, and she's doing a jigsaw puzzle with her dad, and she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go down to the to the main house and do charades." And the next cut is her and Patrick Swayze doing, doing it. it. <laughs> Charades. I, I love this. <laughs> body language. <laughs> so good. It's like, oh, now that's what she does with her free time. One word, one syllable. Charades. <laughs> I don't get that. What are you, what are you referencing? He's talking about sex, I think. <laughs> 
Really? I have no sure. Whatever, Age man. Is not one syllable. No, we missed the joke. I missed the joke. It's all right. It wasn't funny. All right. All right. So then they're in love and they're dancing. There's that amazing scene wherein they're in the dance room and they're like crying on the floor and Love is Strange is playing. And oh my gosh. So classic scene. So she's classic in this scene. like new dimension of her personality where yes. she's like, I am a sexual being. I have this bad boy boyfriend, which we all know is the most fun. And <laughs> she's just like relishing it. Meanwhile, that's kind of um, put in contrast as her path diverges from her sister's path, mm, which is point. becoming more and more sort of um, following the prescription for the life that she was sort of groomed for, uh, which is her sister's getting really serious with Robbie. Robbie and baby's kind of like, I see what you're doing there, but I'm not really into it. Check me out over here. Like, I got these dance moves. I got this guy who's dreamy. But she's not saying check me out over here. She's hiding it. No, she's feeling it. She's feeling herself. Yeah, she's, she's like, feeling herself. feeling herself. She sees her sister over there and is kind of like, all right, that seems like maybe that's not what I want. Return to the journey of self-discovery where she's her sister, kind of yeah, in conflict. Sister. She's having a struggle because her father, who was, you know, she was her father's favorite. Now, her father's paying more attention to the sister who's following the traditional path. Yeah. Lisa, what number will you be singing to? I feel pretty. <laughs> or something. Or I feel pretty. What do you think, Daddy? Remember that's so awful? Yes. Mm-hmm. And she winds up doing the waka waka away. Mm-hmm. Her whole dance number yeah, is so Baby's cool. like, <laughs> I don't think I need to be in that. You can waka all you want or you can waka. I was like, what is this idiot singing? <laughs> <laughs> Granted, I think the oldest is a little bit hot. Is she older than Baby? Do they have a yes. I think she's older. She's she is, yeah. right? Sister, yeah. Yeah. I would have chosen her. Yeah. Strictly what? on looks. Uh, Jennifer More Grey. than baby? Baby, really? baby looked like I'm I'm actually surprised to uh, Kyle's yeah. and my <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I always thought that Lisa was hotter and Baby uh, was Oh, Lisa's dumb dumb, I she's think. So Not that baby yeah, was she's the smartest either, but Yeah. Well, no, baby's supposed to be the genius. She's gonna do the peace score and and study like economics and whatnot of developing countries. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm here to talk about the movie, not rate women. So uh, <laughs> let's get back to I got the plot. Right. I, I, I know, but okay. I wanted to mention Lisa. It's She's okay. so goofy. She's so goofy. The waka waka. Yeah. Her dance number. Oh my god. Can I ask so a great. tangential dumb question? Yeah, sure. man. Not ever being a bad boy myself. What's the draw <laughs> to the bad boy boyfriend? This whole well, other episode. it's. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it makes sense because Baby's a fixer, and a bad boy is the answer to the fixer he needs need. The fixing. Okay. Yeah, he needs the fixing. Yeah. He- There's also um, the acknowledgement that maybe you can't go there and do those things as who you are, as the good girl, but you really like to be close to the people that are doing those things mm-hmm. and living on the edge because it makes you feel like you're a little closer to the edge. Mm-hmm. It's just hypothetical. And in Johnny's case, his clothes are just better tailored. <laughs> it's hypothetical. That's what I've heard. That's something I've thought about. That's what I've heard. <laughs> All right. Thank I, you for your honesty. Better clothes. Also. Better clothes. Better clothes. Cool. All right, well, better we'll... hair. God. Oh, Patrick Swayze. Yeah. We left off with them doing the dance number. Love a boy. The, the, that whole love, love a boy is, scene where they're doing that, the back and forth. Baby, and Sylvia. Baby, baby, baby. And then who walks in? Neil. The nerd. Right? Neil the nerd. You're the nerd. And what, what happens there? What, what's, what's oh, going? class tension. 
It's so, oh, you do the line. You love the line. Say the line. Oh well, they're, they're starting to set up for the final show of the season, <laughs> and Neil has his ideas because he's the nephew of the owner, the Kellermans, right? Mm-hmm. And Neil goes, "I thought that for this for this year's closing routine, we could do the Pachanga." The Pachanga. <laughs> really shake things up. Really <laughs> shake wow. things up. There you go. And um, Patrick Swayze, we'll do the Pachanga. Great idea. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and Baby's like. Why didn't you stick up to him? And he's like, "What do you? I can't. He's the boss. I'm gonna get fired if I don't." She's like, "We gotta do that." And it's just, oh, it shows. Oh, wait, before we go any further, because we're getting close to the conflict, right? We're getting close. We're to almost like, at the conflict. Well, <laughs> the Johnny, Wake up, everyone. the Johnny conflict. <laughs> you better sleep until then. I, I forgot. We're gonna bring it home. I forgot when in the movie. When in the movie. Does Baby accuse Johnny of taking advantage of the trophy wives and the cougars? But then Johnny has to say, no, Baby, you don't get it at all. I wasn't taking advantage of them. Catherine finished the quote. They were taking advantage of me. Yeah. That's Slip how the diamonds and 20s in my pockets and uh, all that such kind a of stuff. He made it seem like it was such a burden. What a joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at that moment, I'm like, Johnny's the victim here? Wow. Johnny. Anyway, but. He, he, he didn't appreciate being true. When did that happen in the sequence of events? I'm, um, so, I'm forgetting when that, because that scene to me is so... It happens, uh, it happens during, or excuse me, after one of their lovemaking sessions. She uh, asks him, have you had many women? Have you had many women? <laughs> but and she says, have you had any, many women? <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And he has to do the thing Wait that guys lady. do, and, and like, what? <laughs> Try to buy himself time, right? Like, <laughs> What? What are you talking about? Get out of the bed, get dressed, and she has to repeat the question. Mm-hmm. And he's he's like whoo, zipping up his fly and explaining it all, right? It's like, do I divide by two? Do I divide by three? <laughs> What's it gonna be? <laughs> There's clearly a right answer. And I don't know what it is. <laughs> but he does. He does answer it yeah. sincerely, and you find out that yeah, he's. He thought he was making it so big, but then he realized that, like, they don't... Because they thought that they cared about him, but they don't give a shit about him. And Johnny just wants to be cared about. Like, That's true. He was honest, actually. He, he did, was. in fact, divulge it. He enjoyed it at first, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because honestly, what a fake, what a phony if he pretends like he never had that moment. No, like, he did. I think it was... Yeah. <laughs> of, like, yo. Yo, I got it made. <laughs> Um, no, but he. I, it makes it genuine. It makes it believable, right? Yeah. It is. And yeah. I think after that scene is when you see the Waka Waka Whaley of Lisa song. <laughs> and then what's important of that is because the one of the trophy wives <clears throat> is like, oh, tonight's our final night, lover. And he's mm-hmm. like, okay. And then <laughs> her husband who's there is like, hey, Johnny, you know, he tries to give him money. Like, give my wife some extra, extra dance, dance classes. Wink, wink. Yeah. I have an all-night game, and he's Don't like, "Remember that?" And he's like, "Uh, Gross. I'm all booked up with the show." He gives a good answer. He gives the money back. He gives the money back, and baby sees him, but it's all played off. Yeah, but she pretends she doesn't see him. He's he doesn't. He... And Lisa's waka walking up yeah. on stage. It's right. Yeah, exactly. And that's how that all goes. And then the next scene, I don't even know what happens after that, actually. Well, remember earlier how I said that this movie was like, like a weird introduction to me for abortion. It was also a weird introduction to me. <laughs> For me, for the whole concept of trophy wives and cougars. Like, <laughs> yeah. What is that? What is he giving that guy money to hang out with his wife? You're like, what the fuck is going on here? You know? Mm-hmm. He's paying. You don't remember this apparently, but I remember. Yes, he's I remember. Paying that. Johnny Casley to give my wife some extra. He's dances. in on it. He's in on it. Saying. Oh yeah, he like, totally knows, dude. I, I couldn't believe it. Like, does this exist? Shit. 
<laughs> Shit. Where can I get in on that? Well, I didn't want to say that because you get all mad, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm thinking, no, I actually did. Hey, another tangent. Later on in life, I had an opportunity to <laughs> like be the Johnny days. Castle to somebody, to, to people, and I turned it down because oh, I remember Johnny Castle. No, it's wow. not because I remember Johnny Castle. It's because my mom gave me advanced warning. She's like, you're going to be working at this high-end place and people are going to, you know. I was like, people are going to what? You know? Totally <laughs> clueless, you know? Just just make sure you take care of yourself. All right, this veil, enough with this veil language. What are you trying to warn me about, Ma? And she told me all about that shit. I'm like, oh, my God. Damn. More money than brains, those people out there. Apparently. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Bring it home. Okay. So we can have some time to analyze <laughs> the legacy. I kind of thought we were doing that. We right are. Now. All right. I want to talk about the ramifications of the film in culture now. So oh, I want okay. to get right. to the finale. All right, all right, all right. The finale. The finale is. Uh, there's some missing purses and wallets uh, at Kellerman's, and because the trophy wife was wronged or, you know, stood up by Johnny, she decides to take it out on him and accuse him of being the one or say she thinks she saw Johnny <clears throat> around where uh, some missing wallets were. And Baby's like, no, no, because obviously Baby was totally banging him that night, so obviously, you know. Anyway, she's like, no, no, it couldn't have been him. And her dad's like, why? And she's like, I can't tell you. And he's like, I'm so Not sick this of this. <laughs> no, no more abortions. You're a stranger to me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And so, anyways, so then she's like, I know Johnny didn't do it because he was in his room all night because I was with him. Yeah. <gasps> oh, my God. Let the world know. <laughs> <laughs> and so they find out that these two old people have been, like, running amok and stealing all these wallets from all these different resorts. They were the ones that fingerprinted their water glasses and they're wanted in Arizona, Texas. Okay, sorry, I can't help it. It's just oh, so yeah, Johnny bad. Castle breaks down the whole case. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, Detective Johnny <laughs> shows up. And uh, and she's so excited. She's like, oh, then you, you got off then. And he's like, no, no, baby, I'm out. Because no, it doesn't matter because she found out. Anyway, everyone found out that they slept together. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and Baby's so upset because she, like, ruined her reputation and her family's reputation. It was all for nothing. Oh, and he's like... Some great quotes. And he's like, no, it wasn't. You know, you what you did was so great. And I didn't know anyone could stand up for another person like that. And blah, blah, blah. And, oh, gosh. So great. So great. And then... I know, I really need to speed it up, I'm sorry. But there's so many great scenes. Then he, then he peels out to She's Like the Wind. Oh, the She's <laughs> Like the Wind. Who wrote these songs? Anyway. Back all right. to me. Oh, my gosh. Can't look in the right. <laughs> Sing it, girl. <laughs> she's out of my league. Just a fool to... Oh, look at it. She's into it. All right. Yeah. All right, all right. She's dancing. like the wind. Okay. Yeah. Peels out to She's Like the Wind. And that's what she has... <laughs> The showdown, though, the face-off with her father. This is a very crucial scene. Mm-hmm. Where her father's just, like, so disgusted with her, and she just lays it out for him. She's like, you know, I know you're disappointed in me, but I'm disappointed in you, too, and that the world isn't what you taught me it was, and I had to learn that the hard way, and if you really love me like I love you, then you should love every part of me, no matter how I am. Real talk. It was so good. And the cry, oh, the cry. And her dad, actually, it's a wonderful actor. Rest in peace. Oh, so good. Okay. <clears throat> Cut to the last scene. 
the final show of the weekend. And uh, everyone's there. Her sister's on stage. And uh, they're doing the end. They're saying some kind of, the owner's saying some slightly racist things, in my opinion. Definitely. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You can go. You can lose slightly (laughs) on that. Uh, (laughs) And then all of a sudden, you know, you see the staff in the back all like, Moody. Moody. So 80s looking. Summer's <laughs> over. Where are we going to go next? Got to yeah. check Craigslist for a seasonal gig. <laughs> Although they didn't have that, so I don't know where they're going. I know, right? They're uh, going to get on that circus train. <laughs> that doctor. And then who walks in? Johnny. Johnny. Johnny walks in. Walks straight to the table. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Takes her. Puts her on the stage. Everyone just kind of like peels away. He goes to the mic, and he says something like, every year I always end the summer doing a show, but someone this year said I couldn't do it. Well, I'm going to do it anyway, because someone taught me that you should stand up for what you believe in, blah, blah, and that amazing person is Frances, whatever her name is. and Houseman. Uh, Houseman, yes. And then all of a sudden... Who are doing this podcast? <laughs> Houseman, yes. And, and, then, <laughs> and then he puts on the record... I've had the time of my life, and it plays. And they do the dance. And then all of a sudden, her parents are like, oh, she's a woman. Oh. Oh. And then that, but remember, the dad has the truth revealed to him through. I know we're not there yet, man. Oh, oh. Stop ruining it. Right. Don't rush me. Wow. <laughs> Don't ruin the retro the review. It's not over. Plot summary. The all right, the dancing, Patrick Swayze jumps off the stage. It's so great. Doing all the things. She does the lift. She does it. The one that she did the finger guns the thumb, to? The yeah. thumb. The uh, thumb. <laughs> finger guns is like a very close second to yeah, that. Yeah, totally. Um, and, oh, it's so good. And everyone's dancing. Everything's great. Even the old ladies are dancing. They're all doing the same dirty dancing moves. So great. So great. Then Panning shot out of the room. Panning shot. Then you see the dad go over to Robbie and try to, like, give him money for medical school. And Robbie's like, oh, thanks. And, you know, thanks for giving me, for taking care of Penny, you know. Some people just suck and, you know, they deserve it. It's ultimately what Robbie says. And then the dad takes the money out of his hand and puts it back in his pocket, walks away. And then uh, Johnny and Baby are heading towards the door. And the dad stops him. And he goes, turns to him and he goes, I know you weren't the one who got Penny in trouble. And Johnny's like, yeah. And the dad, yeah. the dad goes, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Which is a line I've used so often in life. Like, oh, it really sells people. Like, if you really have done something wrong, and you admit it and say that line, it gets you out of everything. Kind of, this go. is kind of your handbook a little yeah, bit. Right? The sexy moves, the there moral compass that came out the of it. The moral compass. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I started very young with Dirty Dancing. It's there you go. It was All right. And, um, yeah, I think it just ends from there, right? They're just, they what's dance, left? They, they dance, dance it out. Dance. And they just they just dance and owe it all to you because I've had the time of my life. All right, we're done. The end. Yeah. The end. The end. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Ooh. And with that, we're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> we are almost out of time. But, yes, great, great analysis, <laughs> plot summary throughout. So the big questions that come after this are, they, 
what happened and what is here now because of this movie? Like, what impact did it have on society? Well, I think we Go. all know what happened with my life because of yes. this movie. So we've talked a lot. I mean, corny, yes. I mean, very 80s. The plot is ridiculous at times and what needs to happen to advance it. But I think it tackles a lot of big issues and does things in a very different way from a lot of movies that are very similar to this. Did you identify that as well? In terms of that exploration, like that discovery and and I don't know. How do you feel about it? I feel like someone else should talk, actually. <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel yeah, about it, Catherine? Well, um, you watched it a billion times. Well, so. yeah, after having it live inside my brain for a year. Um, I think that where we are now is that um, the thing the thing that kind of sticks out for me is that the time frame is kind of conflated. Like, it's an 80s movie, and it's like holds like a big place in like kind of the 80s like pop culture um, ness of our like I don't know shared brain and understanding, but then it's also this like very dated like fifties time sixties time like time capsule. Um, so I think what it really shows is that at that point in the eighties, a lot of those um, issues were still sort of taboo to talk about. So like the abortion, the fact that they never like came right out and said it is that because it's kind of a time capsule of the sixties, or because in the eighties maybe it was still something that wasn't. Uh, I don't know, totally okay to talk about outright in a movie. So I don't know. I feel like there's all the same kind of things that we sort of circle through. Um, race, class, you know, status, money. Right at the top, initially, Top Gun was uttered in the same <laughs> sentence as this. And were compared together. And I think that the portrayal of women is vastly different in the two films. Mm, pretty clearly. Yeah. So can you talk about what successes you both feel like this has oh. in the portrayal of women as opposed to some other I'm just gonna drop a stupid term, beefcake films that might exist <laughs> from eighties <laughs> or other genres of movies? Oh, what is it? Call out the feminist rant. Oh gosh, I, um. The stage is could not be set more. This is your time. <laughs> this is the time <laughs> of my life. Oh, 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 my oh now <laughs> we're out of time. Oh. All right, I'm sorry. No, um, good. gosh, I feel like everything that Catherine said really hits <laughs> on the nail sure. about just, um. Even know well. One thing that I see that's yes, sort please. of a <laughs> commonality between those two films about the women is that their context exists within the context of a man, and so who they are and what they're achieving is like um, at least in Dirty Dancing, kind of spurred forward um, because of this person Johnny showing Baby the way um, and kind of helping her move forward. But then in Top Gun, I feel like Charlie is sort of doing her thing and is sort of existing in this like male dominated field like looking so great with her 80s style and <laughs> definitely a style icon for me but then she gets kind of derailed by um Tom Cruise's character Maverick and so I think like it's the female's like story and line is sort of like the con the context is given by the man and it's sort of derivative and that's what I don't like 
Interesting. That's a really good point. I've never seen Top Gun, so I can't what? really speak to the female character in mm. that. God. But I will say, yes, Baby's entire metamorphosis is catalyzed by Johnny, for sure. But at the same time, I like that she isn't a completely different person with a completely different personality. Like, she would... I feel like even though she did new things, right? She learned a dance move that she would never have learned. But I still feel like she's still her the same person. Mm-hmm. Like, she's still going to go to the Peace Corps, but now she's just going to be more her own person. I think it's time Segway for... Segway time. Where are they where now? Where are they now? Catherine, we'll start with you. Catherine, where are they now? Let's do... Let's do Johnny and baby Francis. We'll do Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> This will be our final segment. And and, and Neil and Robbie. Why not, right? Let's do it. Because the parents We should each take one. How about that? No, go. No? Thing, I can't thing. do the whole list. Well, right, okay. What do you think Johnny's at? Johnny and Baby did not work out. Like oh. any summer romance, it fizzles when the leaves change. I think she probably thought they were maybe going to have something. Maybe she was like, I'm going to live in New York City for like the next year and then realized that it was really hard to make it on her own. Johnny was probably like, oh, maybe we don't have as much chemistry. I don't want to carry you on through the next journey. And I think Baby probably like dicked around for a little while and like tried <laughs> a few different jobs and then, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened. I feel like it probably derailed her a little bit more and she, I don't, I haven't thought beyond what happened after that. Is Johnny Baby's man, manic pixie dream girl? Yes. What does that mean? What's that term? Yes. You've said this before and I have no A manic pixie dream girl is... It's a trope now. Is a trope. It's a term given to women, um, usually. Uh, they're quirky and... And anyway, long story short is ultimately they, a guy will attach themselves and she will push them into becoming a whole person. And then once they're there, they just dump her. But the whole point though, is that the manic pixie dream girl is never treated as a person. Mm, She's just a thing. Just a proxy. She's just a proxy. She is just a, uh, an accessory that takes you to a different place and makes you more of a person, but ultimately you've never actually treated her like a human being. <gasps> Dang. There's many films recently, and this has been a, uh, a topic we've talked about before, Andrea, um, but it has become a quite a noticeable trend in films recently, and people are trying to uh, identify and bucket from the, the, the movie world as it is very <coughs> derivative and stereotypical. 500 Days of Summer is a great example mm, of Manic okay. Pixie Dream Girl and the guy who attaches himself to her. Uh-huh. Can there be a Manic Pixie Dream Guy, though? Like, well, that's what he's saying. Is, yeah. is Patrick Swayze oh. baby's Manic Pixie saying. Dream Girl, Dream yeah. Guy? Oh. Yeah. Look at that deep analysis. Manic Pixie Dancer. <laughs> Tiny Dancer. All right, where's Baby, Andrea? All right, well, the, you guys don't know this, but there is a deleted scene from on the DVD that I shows... to say I, Catherine didn't know. I actually It's a scene where, the, in the last scene of the film where they're on the dance floor and Baby's like, I'm gonna go, there's this, they're all so against us. I'm gonna go to the Peace Corps. You're gonna do your dancing and they're just so against us and how we're gonna make it work, but how are we gonna make it work? And Johnny's response is, we just gotta fight harder. Fight oh, harder. Yeah. And she's just like, 
Yeah. yeah. That's and then they think. kiss. And that's, I'm so glad they cut it out of the movie because it kind of like, it's so unbelievable. It. Yeah. <laughs> even I so. They're not together. Well, yeah, either. I know. They're not going to be together. I do think she goes to the Peace Corps. But I also think that she, you know, probably ends up not marrying a Robbie or a Neil. Yeah. And, that's for uh, sure. you know, maybe actually does some real work with an actual perspective that's not white privilege or white savior when she goes down to these places. Interesting. Yeah. That's what I think happens to baby. So you think she had the follow through? I think she followed through. Um, Johnny, who, if you guys have seen Dirty Dancing Havana Nights, we know ends up in Cuba. What? <laughs> so, as a... Is Patrick Swayze in that? He I've makes never a cameo. Okay. Oh, yes. good God. Are you serious? He does. He's there for, in one scene, he is a dancer. He's just in the background, and that's that. He's a dancer. Instructor. So we know what happens to you. We don't have to answer that question. Yeah. Well, I let you guys know. Wow. <laughs> now, we, now we know. He's an then expat in Cuba. Lisa, who knows? Married with kids, like yeah. living in Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Vermont. Neil yeah. owns Kellerman's, but it's not doing so well. He's probably married, but probably cheating on his wife. Um, Robbie has meth. a venereal disease. Robbie is meth now. <laughs> <laughs> On the street. Yeah. Maybe got um, his doctor's license taken away for writing prescription medications. Yeah. To, yeah. Um, all the rich wow. women at the camp. Totally. Yeah. Opioid Robbie. crisis. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Close the loop. <laughs> Shit, I had Neil and Robbie as Goldman Sachs oh. dickheads. Oh, where is Penny? That's oh, I would love to know. Penny. Oh, I think she like started working for the SPCA in like a small town and is like Shh. Raise helping like take care of shelter animals. Did I she think like she had a happy ending. And I think ending. she also. No, I don't know, but like I think <laughs> that would be like a nice peaceful ending for but her. But I think she also teaches children to dance because she's an amazing dancer. Yeah. Like honestly, Jeez. in the scenes, if you watch her feet, oh my gosh, her like called plantas. She's like on the balls of her feet, like so. Oh, her footwork is amazing. I thought Johnny Castle, Patrick Swayze's hair whipping was incredible at the mm -hmm. end. Oh, jeez, that yeah. hair. So <laughs> no, good. the way he whips his fucking head around, it's enough to give me a headache. Just like this. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, after he after he jumps off the stage and he does that pirouette, that spin, uh -huh. oh my God, he's going to like 8,000 RPMs. That spin is intense. <laughs> Why his jeans are so tight? <laughs> Patrick Swayze was a dancer, right? Yeah, he's a train. He's she was trained in ballet as well. But here's a little trivia for you. The jump off the stage and that spin, stunt double. Oh. I'm kidding. Oh! <laughs> what a roller coaster! Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! So you broke hearts today, James. I'm kidding. Oh, I, I had that one in my pocket the whole time. All right, do we grade retro reviews? I don't yeah. even remember. Yeah, we All right. give Rocky grade and whatnot. Yeah, we do letter grades. Okay. Let's start with Andrea. Oh, jeez. What, what's the scale though? Like. It's like A to A F. plus to well, F I, minus, you know. Yeah. Like on <laughs> like on what? Like just all of it? Overall. You can yeah. overall. It's a you can grade oh, it however uh, you want and give any context you want for it. Okay. Um I'm going to give it actually an A minus no. because I've watched the deleted scenes and like the extended and alternate and whatever and the movie was very well edited considering all the crap that they had. Ready to hand out that Oscar envelope for best editing? <laughs> <laughs> and it also has one of the best soundtracks of all time. I grew up on that music, so, yeah. All 
Patrick Swayze. Um, yeah, I was going to say Patrick Swayze's abs. A plus. A plus. Extra credit. Um, my grade will, because it's my grade to give, right? It doesn't it have to be. It is your grade right, to give. My grade to give. I'm going to give it a B minus because, you know, it's up there. It's definitely not average, but all the A films in my book are all sci-fi films. So that's like a whole other oh. thing. So like, I can't give up an A grade to. Interesting. We'll have to talk more about sci-fi. that another time. Like Starship Troopers. That has some merits that we could talk about, but like I'm talking about Alien or Contact. Contact. Not not Arrival. (laughs) I love Contact so much. Oh yeah, I love it so much. James? I'm gonna go with a B, solid B. There's no denying that this movie is really addictive, addicting. Um, the okay. soundtrack is great. Yeah. The the believe it, I mean the writing is a little corny. The writing and even the lyrics to the songs like "Hungry Eyes." Oh, that's fucking corny, such right? Such a great song. Hungry Eyes, <laughs> one look at you and I can't, can't disguise. Who wrote this? You know, anyway, a fucking fifth grader, a genius. That you're now singing the songs to. Well, that's the thing. New. The songs corny. A lot of the dialogue corny, but you remember it all. You know, like you remember it all. Like we all remember, like. You know that that whole scene where, where where baby every time baby pours her heart out, you remember it. Like she starts out with a very serious tone to that, and then just lays it on thick, and yeah. you remember that. Yeah. You remember Johnny like being so grateful to baby. Like you remember all these fucking yeah. things. Can you know? I like remember the person's name that I just met? No. Like, can I remember her phone number? No. <laughs> Is part of my brain taken up by the lyrics to Hungry Eyes? Yes. And that's <laughs> the real. Tragedy. And, <laughs> and I give Tragedy. it a good solid grade too because the you can't deny the rewatchability uh-huh. factor, which we kind of talk about a lot. Like, there are certain movies that, yeah, you'll at any point yeah, if it's on, you'll that? watch it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you'll, you'll pick at any point, you'll pick up this movie and watch it. Yeah. Right? Out of uh-huh. the shower, sitting in your towel on the couch, like, I just have to watch the rest of this. <laughs> there you it's go. On. This is what it's I have on. to do. We're doing it. This oh, is my day so now. Yeah, <laughs> I have no choice. The universe is chosen for me. I too was gonna say B minus, but our conversation has swayed me to a B based on wow. the the amount of context that we've given it, and I don't really feel like I have uh, seen it recently enough to know more about it. So we'll go B, solid B. Very good, excellent. All right. Well, with that, we are now officially out of time. <laughs> Catherine, Andrea, thank you so much for being here. That was yeah. a lovely discussion. It's so much fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much on this. Thank you for inviting me, Andrea. We will do this more. That was great. Thank you again, Catherine, for being here for the first time. Braving the storm here. Loud on the set with Kyle and James. And today, Andrea and Catherine, thank you all for being here. Loud on the set at gmail.com. Send us what you think of Dirty Dancing. You've seen it. And if you haven't, I think we gave a pretty thorough analysis here <laughs> that you can feel like you've seen oh, it. Just look up some pictures of Patrick that. Swayze and everybody. <laughs> and you'll be fine in the soundtrack and you'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost a, a, like a one-to-one minute-by-minute. There it is. Almost. <laughs> is this a 90-minute podcast? Scene. Pretty close. <laughs> you can find us on YouTube and iTunes. Anywhere you get podcasts, we're there. Thank you both again for being here. Send us your thoughts on Dirty Dancing. We'd love to know what you have to say. And if you haven't, go out and see it. See you later. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) And cut.